Zinedine Zidane has been one of the greatest footballers. Like, if you ask me, I think he's probably the greatest midfielder I ever saw play. I heard of Xavi and yes, I never saw the likes of Michel Platini, Zico, and the likes play football. And the fact that he has been able to translate that greatness from the football pitch to management has been outstanding. Three Champions League in two and a half years for Real Madrid. And he has, he has been nothing short of magical as a manager. And the fact that he decided to resign on a high showed that, okay, there's a lot of value attached to his name. He was linked with all kinds of club, Manchester United, Juventus, even the French national team at some point thought if they didn't win the World Cup under the Dijon, they were going to bring in Zidane. But one way or the other, as fairy tales go, Zidane found himself back at Real Madrid. And lo and behold, they invested last summer, did a few things, and Madrid won the league. But this season has been a different battle entirely. They've been struggling, and they keep struggling. But one way or the other, it's beginning to look like the magic is winning out for Zidane. Or was it Cristiano Ronaldo all along? But anyway, I guess, like they say, time will always tell. Um, hello, guys. Welcome to the On About Nothing podcast. I don't know what episode this is. I'm beginning to lose track, but I'm sure we will have fun doing this. And it's amazing we're still in our first season, and we keep growing and going stronger. Thank you guys for always being there with us. Um, today, I have a full house. We have those that have been meeting in action for a few weeks. They are back from injury. Um, Bullish, welcome back from your two-week hiatus. How was the injury treatment and every other thing? Uh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. Uh, hope to have a lovely show. So that means you was not there was no injury. You are just fine. Uh, or you just didn't want to join us. Last uh, unexpected circumstances. <laughs> anyway, I don't think he needs any introduction again. Most of our listeners are beginning to like him a lot, and I don't know why they like him, but it's as troublesome as he gets. But he has been consistent with us. The FPL guru, the original trouble maker. Like I keep saying this every week. Bright is my boss. So when I talk to him like this on on about it's not just this podcast, it's just this particular podcast. After this, we're always joining us, Bright. <laughs> Thank you for always having me on the show. It's, it's always a pleasure lending my voice and just catching fun. I hope, I hope, I, on this I hope, wonderful um, I are going to come to an end soon because it's time. Let's forget Kunle's boxing. I think no, you're, no, you're no, we, are, we, are, we are, we are, we are going, we are, we are going to, we are going to edge Ajax out okay. of the group. It will seem like a fairy tale, but we'll do it in our midden. Anyway, it's been uh, one. Anyway, Kunle, he said Ajax are going to find a way to. Um, edges out of the group. I don't know how it does to say it, but that's just bad for you. Completely, thank you so much as always. <laughs> thank you for thank you for having me. And I also to say, in other circumstances, without Bryce in the picture, I I thought I was beating Midland. I don't see how they lost to a team that is convincing me in the first Champions League. Now they couldn't even beat them, and you're wondering it has to be what. The bright course. Um, last but not the least, we have Sheilo. Now, I like the fact that he has accepted that his name is Sheilo. You can't, you can't shape shameless, actually. So you can't shape the shameless. <laughs> you can't, any, whether we can shameless or not. Um, has best friend. He grew up watching at and forever being loved with him. But it's a fantastic love story, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I keep, 
Thank you so much for being here as well. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. It's, it's, it's good to be on the podcast today. Thank you very much. Um, Bullish, I started by talking about the magic of Real Madrid. I know, obviously, Madrid has the most hated club because Madrid and Barcelona and water, they don't mix, they don't go together and water. So, but now, it seems like Madrid have been struggling in different forms. Yes, they defeated Inter Omanari. I think at this point in time, if I assemble a team, really beat Inter up. So, by doing paper, it just felt like they papered over the cracks, but they are, they are struggling in the league, struggling in the championship. It looks like for the first time ever, for the first time since the, like, I remember, it looks like we might, we might be seeing Real Madrid in the Europa League. Is it time to move past Zidane and hire the likes of Allegri or or the magic is still with Zidane. So the thing there is, I actually wanted to continue making making mistakes. I continue to get it wrong, but but I don't. I think I agree or forget me. Because the truth is, what the problems they are having is more is more a problem of um, some players that that should have to leave. Yes, it's to keep one of the performance. But if you don't if you don't renew your team in due time, you have this you always have and what what are some of the things I'm talking about? Yes, you try to replace Ronaldo with uh even close to the kind of that and only as a thing with checking all my getting so I can't I can't put God blame on you. The 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 not they have the they just try that they are not they are not as good as so I am actually rooting for them to completely just not even get to Europa. I hope they continue to get it. But I think the blame can't you can't just leave all the all the blame on Zim. Then Zim is always you know, but sometimes it doesn't just work. Anyway, um, Kule, something about the players would like the end of an era. Real Madrid spent over 215 million pounds last summer. In this idea of, okay, we're going to give Zidane this money, revamp this squad, invent the squad, and what have you. You can't spend 215 million pounds summer to revamp his squad. It's either you're rebuilding or you're not rebuilding. Yeah, and I think that seems to be kind of the problem with Real Madrid. As um, this this ESPN journalist David Cutley, he said it that Madrid are in a transition. But the problem is we don't know what part of transition Madrid are. Are they the beginning or are they towards the end? Because it seems like, as it seems weird that the team that spent 250 million one summer looks in need of a rebuild already. It's very odd phenomenon and. Even when Zidane left in the first place, you could see that he didn't leave any structure in place for rebuilding. There was nothing, he left nothing in place, nothing on ground to build on. And we are, I think now we are seeing that those Champions League wins were more about the culture of Real Madrid and the willpower more than any real class and ability anyway. So I, I think the, one of the problems is that Zidane has never has never been in this kind of position before when he's under serious pressure and he has to prove himself. Wow. And now he's finding the final. Um Aki, one of the most one of the units of the Champions League is you get to see a lot of funny things whereby the group is always the group stage of mm, let's just get to buy. 
for example, I will tell you the group stages is calm. Now we need to move to the second round because most smaller teams per se don't qualify. But if you look at Inter's group, where you have Inter, Real Madrid, Shakhtar, Donetsk, and Borussia Mönchengladbach, all teams have a chance. Now, Borussia Mönchengladbach are top of the group, Shakhtar in second, Real Madrid are third, Inter in fourth. Now, going into match the six next week, is an issue of winner takes all. I, 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 is the Champions mm-hmm. League getting that glamour back for you, or this is just a one-off? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a bit of both, actually. It's a bit of both, because um, if not for the um, all these other challenges that Real Madrid are facing, we wouldn't have known uh, they could have this bad uh, episode. So, but for that particular group, I mean, if I'm to like go all out and just say, who are those two that could actually make it out of that group? I still, I really don't see Madrid making it because it's all, it's, it's all going to be much Gladbach coming out as in trying to prove a point, even if it means they them going for a draw, just to like secure that spot. And we shouldn't write Inter Milan off just yet. Just a win alone can actually get them to that what they where, where they where they want. Anyway, the final group games. Um, in- Face Shakhtar at home, knowing that a win and Real Madrid or Shakhtar um, or Mochengabaj winning would, would guarantee them qualification. So everybody said, Real Madrid know that if they beat Mochengabaj at home, they probably qualify regardless of what happens between Inter and Shakhtar. So, um, Brian, that is for mm-hmm. um, interesting opening. Over in Manchester United's group, where at some point it looked like United won their two games over PSG and RB Leipzig, I'm wondering, oh, course that they, they look fantastic they might have created in the premier league but they might win the champions league then istanbul basak shahi in turkey defeated basak shahi then lost to psg that is three Austrians between leipzig united and psg i know bright to probably stick his neck out for united winning in germany but the psg have enough to finally turn it around and qualify bright um, as tricky as tricky or as dicey as, as it may look, that group is quite um awkward because they are all bunch of misfits. And as much as we we're trying to call the group the group of death, it's it's the whole issue es- escalated to just be a show of shape. Because if you look at the if you look at the group, three of them, three teams are on nine points. So. United lost a game they should have won. PSG lost a game they should have won outrightly. They could not dominate Bashekshe, Istanbul Bashekshe, I don't know how to pronounce it, in a tie that they could have, <laughs> that they could have won by a five or six goal margin. So it's, it's actually a show of shame in my own books because this is a group that outrightly, I knew, I, I knew the pedigree looked like they were all equally matched, but Oligonascoja is not tactically sound. The way he won the first leg against PSG was beyond me. I could not explain it. And when he lost the second leg, I was like, oh, wow, finally, this is the only I used to know. So um, I would not be holding my heart out on Wednesday to see who wins the group. It can, it can swing either way. And you wouldn't, you, I wouldn't be shocked if Istanbul finally defeats PSG again and throws the whole group into conundrum. So I, I guess we'll just have to hold our hearts out until Wednesday. What he's saying in essence, the transition is that he's not of his daily Manchester United, but that's life for you. Um, 
I am I am an Atlanta Brigham. Not fan. tonight, please. Bright, not tonight. <laughs> 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 um, Bullish. Uma left in 2017. The aim was, oh, he's leaving Messi's shadow to go and prove himself as the greatest thing on the planet. He's finally, he finally has the opportunity, like, like an artist. He has the paintball to show how masterful he is or how graceful he can be with the brush. He's going to be the best player in the world and all these things. We had all kinds of stuff. But aside from getting to this final season, even on the pitch, his style of play, his performances have been unconvincing. Now you're wondering, is there something up with Neymar or this is like the height of, there's nothing more for him. This is just the peak of his powers. There's nothing else left. So I I I would want to be kind to Neymar, considering the fact that like three or four years going going now, he's always suffered injury in February and March. And when you look at the fact that the month of February, where fast stars actually come out to perform, because that's like the crunch time in the league, crunch time in the Champions League, yes, like and we don't perform at that. It, it takes away from some of, the, some of the shine and some of the abilities we actually, you know, continue Now, I, I won't want to say this is the best and because I've seen him out of and I've seen him in, in situations where Messi was out for two months. I've seen him put I would take on the responsibility. So, I, I, I think he has probably three four years at the top, you know, playing Top of football, if we can avoid him. So, he obviously will not get to the level of channels and, and messing. He can actually still get to the Anyway, um, I can. Is he the best player on his team? Is Mbappe the best player? Is he Neymar? Hell no. Neymar is the best player in that team. It's not even close. Bullish, calm down now. <laughs> I thought I, 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 I heard that. I, I don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, can go on. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Just, just to be clear, like I support your, I mean, agreement with what you said. <laughs> Bappi is not the best player on that team, actually. Um, please tell me I'm correct, please. That Bappi is the best player on that team. <laughs> actually, I, I, actually, I have to disagree with you here because in this because it's not it's not that Neymar is the best player in PSG. That you can pick, you can you can count five players who are better than Neymar in the world, despite all the all the negatives about him and all the player team. And we, we seem to we keep we keep forgetting how ridiculously good Neymar is because whenever, whenever he decides to turn the game on his own, it, it happens every time. So he's definitely wow. best player in PSG. Anyway, I don't need to ask if by to support. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> why? 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 I mean, I mean, I'm a big supporter of this bandwagon. I I really believe that Neymar is not getting enough credit for his talent, for his his ability on the ball. I know a lot of times people talk about some other part of his game, his clubbing. He's a Brazilian for Christ's sake. But is if you saw if you saw the game against United yesterday, you would know that. Mbappe he has a lot of growing up to do. There were a lot of instances where I was like, "What is this guy doing?" I guess agenda must. I just said that guys will not. I'm standing on an island. 
Um, um, just before I move on from Champions League and everything, uh, um, Queenly, I was seeing the game between Mönchengladbach and Inter. At some point, I just expected that Borussia Mönchengladbach were going to win, then send Inter out of Europe completely, not just out of the Champions League, out of Europe completely. Then Conte will come up with the excuse, what have you. Well, one way or the other, the Italian side pulled it out, and they pulled it off. They got the victory they needed. Now they know that okay, all we have to do is be chucked up on Tuesday, on Wednesday, um, and hope that Madrid and uh, Manchester don't end up playing a score draw. Do you believe Conte and his boys are have enough in their tank to pull it off, or it's just Charado? Let's just let's just start us to deceive again. I would say the latter because I don't. I don't really think they can do it again because if the past two seasons have shown it, shows anything, because Inter will get there and they will slip up. Last season they basically lost in the group stage twice. They basically got admitted twice. They dropped points to Dortmund and then they messed up against Barcelona. Two seasons, two seasons ago, that three games and they messed it all up. So I, I'm not really convinced all at right. this point, especially since that it seems it's not really in their hands. Their faith is actually out of the hand. Um, today's Thursday, obviously, we have the Thursday night football experts in the house. I don't know if they are football experts, but I think for the last three years, please, please, please. I want to point out something. Wale, Wale is an Inter fan. Wale is an Inter fan. He's always dodging this gray area so that nobody will assault him. Wale is an Inter fan. Can we talk about Thursday? You want to yeah. go on your violent rant? Which one? No, no, no. I okay, will, no I will tell you for this night. I'll wait for the next week when the old no Thank you very much. Um, like I was saying, the Thursday night experts are in the house. <laughs> they found the victory at top of the group. So, um, normally, I think I, the second coming of Arigo Sachi and. <laughs> I said when guys don't got brother one way or the other, like the way they hyped him up at some point, you're thinking, mm, this guy has to be the greatest since his fried rice. <laughs> so they've been struggling in the league and they are winning games in the Europa League. Obviously, they are playing games in the Europa League. But I mean, you can only beat us in front of you. Akin, you said something earlier where you talked about as the shoot of qualifying for the Champions League might just be the Europa League. Is that genuinely what you believe? What do you think the club should focus on? Because they are practically 14th in understandings in the Premier League and top four is far and far away each passing game. Yeah, um, um, honestly, in my own opinion, I think the Europa is we, we still have fair chance of getting through the Champions League through the Europa than the Inter. <laughs> because, no, really, really, for just one reason. For just one reason. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I couldn't help it. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I need to be honest. To okay. As a fan, I need to be honest. Like, it seems as if all other teams, like top teams, have actually upped their game. The likes of Tottenham, I mean, Moreno is on a rampage right now, and it's looking like he might just actually sneak his way around it and just go for it. And you have the likes of uh, Liverpool, you have uh, Wales. So Arsenal has really, hasn't really um, show, shown everyone they have that quality or they have that uh, tenacity to actually vie for that, uh, uh, what they call the EPL, top four uh, position in the EPL. So I, for now, 
we have a fair chance through the Europa. Even the Europa as it is, is even competitive right now. So there are no lazy teams and there's also room for us to mess up. We have to also put that one into consideration. <laughs> so that's what I have to say for now. Kule, you mentioned something now. You said um, Tottenham in the Europa League, obviously. Mourinho won the Europa League in 2017. I'm not mistaken, Manchester United and they found a way to the Champions League after finishing sixth or thereabouts in the Premier League. And now, on the Pakistan Cup of the Premier League, they're high flying in the Europa League as well. They've qualified for the round of 32 and they're on course. The focus on the Europa League with Manchester United is that the league was practically over. The top four chance was over for him, so he put all the energy there. If you're Mourinho in this situation, where do you put the focus? Do you think, believe that they can challenge for the title or should they just keep being competitive in the league and see that's the means of getting back to the Champions League? I think this is actually very tricky because on one hand, suppose I haven't won a trophy in 12 years and perhaps if they put, put their focus on the Europa League, that could be both a trophy and a ticket back to the Champions League. The other thing is, this looks like probably the best thing for any team that is not Manchester City or Liverpool to win the league again. Because how compressed everything, how inconsistent those two are. So I think it's a very dicey situation. But one thing you can say for Mori is that he has a team with squad depth at this point. So there's a small chance he might change both, at least to an extent. But if I have to plan for one, I would say go for the Europa anyway. League. Because in Premier League, if you are playing defensive football, eventually you get found out. You can't defend the whole team. I don't think that's going to happen as well. Um, in, um, away from football and into the NBA and the land of the bouncing ball, a blockbuster trade happened um, in the last 24 hours where yeah. Russell Westbrook of the... Formerly of the Houston Rockets was traded to the Washington Wizards and John Wall went in the opposite direction in a not-so-surprising trade. At first, there were rumors that... The Washington wanted to trade John Wall, and they came out and denied it that it's not possible. Then John Wall denied, um, demanded a trade. It's, it's been a fracas all through. All through. Uh, if you had to go one that had to pick one team that you believe won that particular trade, who would you go for? Easily for me, it has to be Washington because you know they are, they are getting an MVP who has average triple double, multiple seasons. Who has the ability to do it? Who just about um, from like two months before the student went to lockdown was in the MVP conversation, even though he was in a team where he had to readjust. So they're actually getting an explosive talent. And the truth is, the, the, the difference in age is not that much. Ross is 32, Wall is 30. So it's not as if Houston, Houston is getting a younger player, as it were. And John Wall has not played for. Two almost um, two almost two now. years, yes. Yeah, and even I think even more than two years because you consider the first season where the injury started and the second season. And looking at the kind of injury he had, and looking at antecedents of others that have had this kind of injury, they are not sure you are going to get him even for this new season for the full season. So the truth is, Washington with uh, Ross Westbrook, Bradley Bill, David Spencer. Are almost the top athletes to make the playoffs in the East because obviously they 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 also provide between seven and seven and seven, and they have a, a shooter like that. So I think the deal, the deal is just the best one to one. 
Um, but it was confirmed today that um, Anthony Davis is definitely going to stay with the Lakers at five-year max day, 190 million. But the surprising news came yesterday night when um, the Lakers announced that LeBron James has signed a two-year extension to his deal that probably take him into the 2023 season. That is, I mean, it's spending the next three years. That I should be, it should be approaching the age of 39. Um, recently, there was this interview that Yanis Atetokounmpo gave, and he said. And I quote, if I'm the best player in the league, I'll come out and say that. I don't care. But now, LeBron James is the best player. For how long do you think LeBron can continue to go? Um, I, I, think, I think LeBron can go to, for, for the sake of his legacy, I wouldn't want to see him beyond 40 in the league. Because um, there is... There is um, a dignity that comes with leaving the league at your prime, leaving the league at when when your praises are high and there's still a lot of controversy around your name. Because um, if you if you look at if you look at guys like if you look at guys like um, if you look at some guys like Charles Barkley, if Charles Barkley had left the league earlier, it it would have left a more resounding legacy on his name. So I believe that LeBron has less than two to three years left in him to play at the top level, to play at the level where he can compete with the the pure bloods, like the werewolf called them. So I, I feel within the next two years, he should try and plan an exit strategy. I know he has always dreamt of playing in the league with his son, but that dream looks, looks very that dream looks like is not going to actually come to position. So I guess the earlier he does it, the better. If he can get one more ring, one or two more ring, and it's fine. I think he has he has he has played the legacy for himself. Anyway, I don't that believe that there's anything that LeBron can do that can affect his legacy. One of the reasons he didn't want to leave on time was was ring chasing. Went to Houston, went to all these things. He really ring. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. He, he he blew his best chance. His best chance was against the Chicago Bulls. Was it was it Where when he was dirty talking, Michael Jordan and all. That was his best chance that they could have sealed out in game five. But after that, he said Jordan. Yeah, that's what he said Jordan. I don't think he blew it. Jordan just happened. Like you are playing against you are playing against Black Jesus. Black Jesus just <laughs> Sometimes you have no chance when Black Jesus is on the court. So 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 it's not even about blowing it. Um, um Aki, I know you double in the usual NFL here and there and stuff like that. And obviously the Steelers played the Ravens last night. The Steelers don't know. But every NFL um aficionado you speak to and stuff, everybody's like, Yeah, the Steelers are undefeated, they're playing well and what have you, but now the best thing NFL, the best team in the AFC is definitely Kansas City Chiefs because of you know who and the weapons that he has. Do you agree or do you believe that okay, the Steelers have a chance of going past the Kansas City Chiefs when push comes to shove? Ah, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because it's still early on in the season, so I really can't say for now. But then, um, one thing that has impressed me so far about the Steelers is um, their defense. And um, they've been very, 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 very remarkable when it comes to that aspect also. And um, yesterday, uh, okay, was it yesterday that they played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday evening. Today evening. 
Yeah, so it, 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 they, they almost blew it, actually, at some point. They almost blew it. But um, luckily for them, they came back and it was very, very. It was a very resounding victory for them. And I don't know. We can't wait for the next, uh, their next match for them to just show what they are. Um, Pule, um, still with the NFL, forty-three-year-old or forty-three, forty-three-year-old actually, Tom Brady decided that okay, you know what? I'm done with the Patriots. I had no offensive weapons last year. I've done everything. I'm the greatest of all time again. I have nothing to prove. I might as well join Tampa and this plethora of offensive weapons and stuff like that. At some point, they lost their first game, but it started well. It was looking like, oh, wow, this is a marriage made in heaven between Bruxelles and Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're destined to achieve great things and what have you. But the last few games, they've been struggling. They've lost all kinds of funny games to some funny teams. Brady has struggled when the terms of throwing the deep ball. Obviously, he doesn't have the same arm strength he had. It's 43, like I said earlier. But you have always saying, if we win, we have, it's because our quarterback played well. If we don't win, it's because our quarterback did not play well. Are you a fan of the way the might or how long do you believe that Brady can continue to push this forward? I don't think they can push this for so long because, and I feel like this whole potential destruction is infusing inevitable in a way because. Why are you first of all why are you put on your legs in for the three year old basket? Because especially in the in a league like the NFL, whereby you need strength. You as in if your if your quarterbacks if one of your quarterbacks biggest problem is that his arm strength, which affects the throwing. Is that's that's a big that's a big problem. Like I have seen thousands of bullets is gone. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Polish, um, regardless of whether um, Brady's arm strength is gone and the deep falling for him, anyway, that thing, this is a quarterback that has made his name in the NFL as a dink and dunk quarterback in the sense that he gets the ball out quickly, he does things quickly. It's like you having me as a student or as an apprentice and I'm working for you, and you know that these are my strengths. Are you not supposed to play to my strengths and forget your own abilities? Or must I find a way, must Brady find a way to adjust to the new team and the coach itself? Yeah, I think that's a fine play because you need to understand that he can't do those quickness you're talking about. He doesn't have that, that sharp speed that he used to have because of his age, obviously. Yeah. So, as much as you want to play to strength, you also want to need to find other ways to make sure that you utilize other weapons to get the best at that rate. So, on, on, it's just the same analogy with, say, someone like LeBron. On a normal day, LeBron would probably be to go, let's say, six years ago, probably to go play 35 minutes guarding the best player. But now, you want to conserve LeBron's strength, let Anthony Davis do the guarding of the best player, and let LeBron do the, you know, the job in the offensive um, area. So, it's just mixed mix and match, and then looking at uh, what you have there. Then, if I want to play about that, I think it's important to know that when the, when the crunch time comes, the Chiefs have shown that so far you have Mahomes and Tyree Hill on the floor. And they are still, you know, they're still 10 seconds, 20 seconds. Those guys, they know, they know how to find themselves. So as much as they're having this stick, and Kelsey, too. I, I, I think when playoff comes, you, you probably, you know, you, you can't bet against Mahomes. Oh, um, anyway, I don't want to bet against, but the reason I want to bet on is my ability to win money in the FPL. Uh, speaking of winning money in the FPL, right, I haven't won, I haven't won nada, shish, shish, nada. <laughs> 
I'm kind of FPL player that will assemble my team, check it after and we can abandon it for the rest of the season. I'll see you guys. That's how I do it. But I'm just hoping that miraculous club. I just woke up one day and Brad just sent me a message that oh, you're leading this week. And this is here is your money, but I haven't gotten that message yet. And for those that don't know, um, the fantasy football diary group led by Bright offer two thousand naira every week for whoever gets the most points. So you just need to join them. And you know what? Let's see Hansman. So Bright, what's up with the whole FPL stuff? Yeah, the FPL weekly weekly league is still ongoing and. It has been wonderful. We've had, uh, I think the season highest has been 85 points. And for every weekly winner, you get an equivalent of $5 or 2000 naira. Sorry to all the, all the Nigerians that still have to, that still have to um, <laughs> stick with the 2000 naira. <laughs> because I think, five, I think $5 yeah. is now 2500 naira or thereabouts. So... Um, it's Tiki Kiss Strong. You can follow the official Andrew on Instagram, Fantasy Football Diaries, on on Twitter to Fantasy Football Diaries. So um, let's 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 wow. play, let's okay. compete, and let's win some, some money. I'm still hoping. I don't know if anybody in this group has won. I don't think. <laughs> I have not won because at all. Last week I had a shot, and then 15 minutes, one minute after, Jimenez got injured. <laughs> Let's just see. <laughs> Let's just see. Somebody has jinxed the jinxer. Oh, yeah, the other guy's up. No, it's just it, the funny thing about fantasy this this season has been it has been very crazy. It has been a hell of a ride. Imagine somebody like Ryan uh, Myers that has been playing that. nonsense all through the season. He was the highest scoring player last week. So it, it has been quite unpredictable, maybe a little bit because of the coronavirus, the congestion of features, and every other thing. It has been a very crazy season, and we hope that anyway, I need the five. We hope that it gets better anytime soon. Before um, and the debate that will forever go on, like who is the greatest African player of all time, blah blah blah, what have you? I don't know who the greatest African player of all time is. Um, Okucha is probably one of the most talented players. So. But didn't do anything with the talent if you ask me. What that's what he gets. And these debates, there's no debate between JL Chelsea fans, there's no debate between Drogba and Eto. Eto was a far better player. I'm sorry to break your heart. That's it. That's what the ITS tell me. I support you. I support you. I'm just going to go around and ask who I, I don't I don't want to hear who's bright African player of the year is anymore. Um Bullish, I know the, Nobody oh beats Eto for you, whether whether because of his personal uh, roots or not. But if you had to pick an African player, like the best African player you ever saw on the football pitch, so uh, as as you know, I'm, a, I'm probably a bit biased, but still there's some facts to you know my choice. I'll still I'll go with Samuel Eto'o. You know, his ability on the pitch, his unrivaled. Everybody is aware of what he, what he did, his achievements. You know, being Instrumental to Barcelona success, even in Champions League, moving on to Inter, being also instrumental, winning league titles, winning African Cup of Nations. It is he has an all-round resume. I probably would have also let me just mention I I, I was reading up on it and then I saw um, some of the West's abilities and you know, his talent for 
because obviously a bit older and I probably didn't see like so I I, I might be I might not be able to give proper estimation of his talent. So. Anyway, Kuli, I was going to but Jumba is not J. Okay, that's what Kuli. I was going to say. <laughs> Oh, I was going to mention Jojo because he's an African player to have and FIFA did everything in a year or stuff like that. Is it because it's a different generation or it was just a one-off? I think first of all, I should say okay. in this kind of question, we are all entitled for our opinion. But the only the only correct answer is Jojo. I don't want to there's no other oh no other <laughs> Can I finish? And the thing is, okay. it's possible to go back and watch, watch like uh, old, old full games of this people. Old clips and stuff. Yes. Like, Wait, no. I didn't see Glenn Hoddle play. Then I watched Glenn Hoddle, and you, and you can tell that no, he's better than every every England midfielder that played since since he has played every single one of them. I think it's the same thing with George because what I've watched with George and if what I've watched, I know what I watched is as good as what I've heard. What I watch is as good as what the how the hype I've heard. The, what I saw matches it, so I don't. Oh. It's, it's not for the beat. Um, the answer, I can. The answer to this question. Um, I, I think. Are you going to be in a different direction by giving us a Nigerian player, or is it Eto for Why you? Should I should die. Should die. Still somewhere Eto. Okay. I mean, the achievement, the trophies are two different clubs. I mean, he has he has done a whole lot for African people in a way. I have put her at some point on the spotlight. Spotlight, I mean. So it's it's easy. I'm a little for me. Um, right. Yeah. Um, considering the fact that I never actually saw George Webling, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of um, praises about how great a footballer is. I've seen a, a few clips about him, and he was magnificent in his okay. own way. But I still think it's Samuel Littlefield. Samuel Littlefield was. He, he, he showed, like, I saw him play in every form. Samuel Edofields played right back against Barcelona for Murillo. Like, this this guy was somebody that was technically sound. He was good on the ball. He was strong. Was nobody he, was, he, he, was, he could read the game. So he could... <laughs> so he could, he, he could read the game very well. I, I, he's, he's a player I, I love so much. And... Some of my friends in practice in high school used to say I feel like him, um, but I I don't I don't <laughs> feel like him. It's way better than myself. Anyway, Brad is going to Cameroon very soon. So no, that was that was where my my nickname Bejito came from. It came from my initial. <laughs> All right, sir. Right, so. and nice was the oh, so yeah, that was you when you didn't enjoy anymore. Well, you you <laughs> you get to Cameroon. <laughs> so, but but uh, Samuel Eto Samuel Eto was was a great school player. He was he was always he was always a fun a fun fighter to watch. He was linker. He was um he was intelligent. Just before we leave, as part of um the new um direction that we're heading in, we have a trivia question every week. So for those listening, it's for the listeners to answer, not the. Um, X pack that I have on yet. Bites, don't send me an answer and tell me that you won. You didn't win. 
the amazing prizes will be given out, obviously. But um, this week's question will be going with who was the first um, African team to appear in the World Cup and what World Cup year was it? So, for those listening, please, you could send in your, uh, your replies to our Twitter account and stuff like that. And the amazing prizes will be given about. And just before we leave, the idea that you didn't want doesn't mean that a player wasn't great. As that's what I said. I don't think any of us here somewhere do not play like. So, but that doesn't dispute the fact that. Hold on. Hold ah, on. So hold on. Ah, you are so always going to attack and be violent. This putting spirit in you, we need to take it out. This spirit of blood in my foot, we need to take it out of you. <laughs> and, and, when I didn't see them play, I want you watch clips, I want you people talk about them and stuff. So, I don't know who the greatest African footballer of all time is, but when you talk about players that I saw, <laughs> when you talk about players, I just hope that I just hope that you're not losing anything tomorrow morning, 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 morning because of this foolish Jojo is Jojo. True, true that, true that. It doesn't matter. You cannot play against Okumata. <laughs> yes, he can. He can be in the parliament of Liberia and fall down. Anyway, yeah, the greatest African player of all time is Jojo. But the greatest African player I saw play football has to be Samuel too. So I have to agree with you guys as well. So anyway, thank you so much for being so much for joining us as always. Bright, thanks for your troublesomeness and what have you. Akin. Thank you. We are waiting for panelists. Panelists, guys. Call Peter Andrew again, and if there's an hashtag, you know, to add to, to answer the question. Um, the Twitter handle is on about nothing. Yeah, yeah. Underscore on about nothing. No space. Then underscore just after it. And um, the tri- the hashtag is on about nothing trivia. On about nothing and trivia. T R I V I A hashtag. The on about nothing trivia. Thank you so much. I hope that's clear. Yeah, very clear. All right. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Akin, thank you so much for being here. I hope Ateta gives you better week. It gives you a better weekend than it gave you last week. If, if Ateta can. No, sorry, sorry. I don't. Wow. It just made very so funny. I just. I don't know if we did that at the last. But just want to you know quickly do like a mini. Many shout outs to one of the gods of football that left us, Diego Maradona. Just you know, to to see the kind of impact he had on football, to see the, the kind of you know the stories people said about him, both on and off the pitch. You know, I was I was listening, I was watching a documentary about how he impacted people of Nepal and the significance of him playing in that thing meant you know to that town. Because Naples at that time was not even a very, very popular city in terms of the stature and you know, their reverence when it comes to Iraq and Italian people. So just to see the kind of impact they had in people's lives, you know, just you know, I, I, I keep I keep thinking and wondering and imagining the kind of you know joy, the kind of moments I've heard messy. So I kind of understand what some of these guys are expressing. So just just to say um, condolences to the Maradona family and the football world at large. It was, it was, it was glad to have him play football. Anyway, um, it's, nice, it's nice that... Okay, he was absent when we gave our tribute to Maradona, so one way or the other, Bolish has dropped his own tribute. And 
his impact will forever continue to live with us. Is someone that, regardless of whatever it is, that the antics of the pitch, what he do, what he did, even off the pitch, sometimes in terms of organizing a friendly to save a boy's life and what have you, his name would never be forgotten. Like absolutely never be forgotten. All right, that's it for me, guys. Thank you so much. Like I said earlier, thank you all for your insight and what have you, and the fact that you have to spend time away from your girl to be here. I don't take that for granted at all. So until next time, and yeah, bright. The trivia is not for the panelists; it's for the listeners. And besides, you don't you don't need the money, bright. You don't need yeah, the that's money. Yeah, what I'm saying. That you don't that need, need. You are panelists. We are we are panelists spending our money. Even if you you don't need the money. <laughs> All right, guys. Kumu Stay kumu safe. Kumu Thank kumu you so much, Kuli, as well. King, have a lovely weekend, guys. Bye, bless you. Cheers. Cheers.